When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B Boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A Boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here's Jacoby Walter on the feed from Ray J. Dennis. Hits another three-pointer. Jacoby Walter, 24 on the night. And the Bears are back within one at 48-47. Here's a steal on the inbounds. And, oh, my gosh. A dunk at the other end by Eve Missy. He stole the ball, and he jammed it at the other end. Alexander sets the screen. Now Ashworth will reset the offense. Here's Shireman. Got a glimpse. That one a little strong. And there's Trout for the offensive board. Ninth offensive rebound for the Jays. And Shireman baseline scoop for two. Arabello, rotation around the Dotzler inside, count the bucket, and the foul. I caught it, I heard it, I liked it. Time to shoot, Dotzler for three, he hits, but another three-point shooter. Good morning and welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. What's up? We are coming to you live from the Herd Out Sports Bar and Grill. And we are here on a Wednesday. Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday? It is Wednesday. Okay. Uh, you know, I get a little confused sometimes. Well, you know what? The days now, of the week start now that I, blending together. Now that I think about that. <laughs> It's just double, it's well, I just double-checked the retweet that I made, and uh, it was going up on a Tuesday. So let's, that was uh, yesterday. Let's uh, take this down <laughs> and repost. I'm glad it's not just me trying to figure out the days of the week here. But we are here with you on a Wednesday on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. You can find us live on YouTube and Twitter as we stream the show there as well. And we are... I mean, listen. I know I'm a, I'm a little tired. I'm a little hey guys, bit great to see sleepy. You. Little bit, you know those those eight o'clock tip offs are not uh, not my favorite in the world. Yeah, you know I still go to bed about that time though, like ten thirty. Yeah. So, but when you're so I went down to the game. So when you're down, mm-hmm. I didn't get back until 
11 and then so it's probably 11 30 by the time i went to bed which is you know it's only like an hour hour and a half different than normal but you know it feels that way though at, at my age you start feeling it you know it's uh at your age <laughs> yeah you gotta watch out man it's coming for you those two-day hang- early 30s yeah well, mid 30s uh those two-day hangovers and that hour of sleep is it's coming for you Roddy. you don't have kids man i know but I, man my dogs are so needy <laughs> are they, they oh dude Doug literally wakes up at the same time every morning and is like, all right, it's time to go outside. We are going. Uh-huh. Regardless of Saturday, Sunday, weekend, whatever. And it's usually about 6 a.m. So I'm up usually already, right? But on the weekends, it's like, hey, bud, why don't we sleep in just a little bit here? Nope, he's got a – he doesn't know what a weekend is. He's just <laughs> – he's ready to go all yeah, the time. Well, you know what? He's on his same sleep schedule, his sleep pattern, and – he doesn't want to change. It's I mean, just true. like people don't want to change their routine. It's true. A dog doesn't want to change his or her routine either. I'm, I'm trying to just explain to him, like, buddy, it's a weekend. It's okay, man. We don't, <laughs> we don't have to do this. You, yeah, I mean, I, I um, And he's not feeling it. Uh, you know, as I was coming in today, I was behind. It was a very kind of eerie scene because a lot of times when we – Uh, Come into the studio here. There's not a ton of people on the road yet because we come in here at a Mm -hmm. a reasonably early hour. And I was following this, like, caravan of cars into our parking lot. That park over by the Alamo? Yeah, and it was was super unusual. And I've never been part of the caravan before. And so you always see cars over there. But it kind of felt like one of those disaster movies where the government calls in all of its specialists. And so there's just like line of like 30 cars that are driving to the facility to like examine the alien or whatever. And, you know, there was like 10 cars, which is it was weird because mm-hmm. there's usually not that many. But then I realized it was like an HVAC company. So I don't know what the movie theater got going <laughs> on. If it's, you know, they're they're dealing with that. They're probably switching like their heat on and stuff this time of year and getting. Yeah, service, you know, they're but. just. Turning on the units, man. So yeah, I mean, so you when did you buy your house? A couple years ago? No, January. Oh, so like not yeah. even a year ago. Okay. Uh, so have you experienced? Maybe I'm just a weirdo, paranoid, anxious person. Which Hit me is with it. Entirely possible. Because I know I am too. Every time I wake up and my house is an uncomfortable temperature, either like a little too cold or a little too warm, I have this like, is this the day? Is this the day the HVAC went out? Is this? I don't have that feeling every ever. single time. If I wake up cold in the middle of the night, I'm like, "Oh God, did it happen?" Because it actually did happen to me like two years ago. I had to replace my well. HVAC. Okay, so a little PTSD there. Yeah, it is. Uh, but and I'm like, "No, not again." Right. It's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. If it happened to me like that, I probably would get a little paranoid. So, for example, you know, I I set a couple of alarms. Um, I know I should probably get up on the first alarm, but. I don't oh, know one person. I set like 12. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know one person yeah. that like actually rolls out of bed on their first alarm. Uh, and, and I'm sure you're out there, but uh, just personally, I don't know anybody that does that. And so I, I've had instances, though, where I've overslept. Mm-hmm. So I set a lot of alarms because of that reason. Well, there are times where I wake up in a panic because I think I overslept again, even though I didn't. Mm-hmm. One of those days was today. Oh no! So I I hit the snooze button. It was it was five when I hit when I hit it, and I bounce out of bed, thinking that it's six thirty, oh, and no. I'm gonna be late, <laughs> and it's five oh five. But you bounce out because you you tricked your mind to think oh, uh, you're late, and 
you're going to make Robbie do the show alone today. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I told you about this, but I've had that on multiple occasions on like a Saturday or a Sunday. I'll wake up and it's like 730 mm-hmm. and I'm just in a dead panic. And I like look at my phone. I'm like, oh, freaking out. And then I, I'm like, wait, is it is it the weekend? And then I wake my wife up. I'm like, babe, what day is it? <laughs> you know, on your phone, it's crazy. <laughs> I, when you when you look at your home screen, it shows the time and the date. I know, but I don't believe it. Like I ha- I end up in this like panic. I'm like, is that right? So that's why I like wake up my wife. I'm like, what day is it? Yeah. She's like, it's Sunday. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then you take an elbow to the jaw. Yes, she yeah. rolls over to the other side. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, don't worry, I'll I'll take Doug out. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> You just sleep. You want breakfast too? <laughs> like, wait, let's let's go get some breakfast because I I don't I don't cook. Um, <laughs> we've got a good show for you here today. We've got uh, Kenzie Maloney joining us from the Omaha Supernovas. That's indeed correct. They uh, they start their season off here pretty soon, so she will join us to talk about the professional volleyball team here in Omaha, Nebraska. Joining us at eight a.m. We will. Be joined by Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7, our regular Wednesday guest. Uh, 8.30, we've got our guy Andy Kendi from KETV. Uh, probably talk a little high school football with him this yeah, week. Yeah, let's, let's get after it. It's getting uh, pretty serious there. Maybe touch on some follow-up thoughts that we don't get to with BC on Nebraska football Nebraska, as well. I'm, I, I, bet, I bet Andy, I didn't see him, but I bet Andy was at, or somebody from KETV, I bet was at the Creighton game last night as well. And then at 9 o'clock, we'll wrap up the show with our friend and colleague Avery Howard. She'll be joining us for that full last hour, as she has been on most Wednesdays. And uh, we'll play a little Guess Who, see if she can uh, see, see if, I mean, I Guess I, Who round three. I, I think I won the title last time, so we'll see, we'll see how she does here. Um, so you've won back-to-back weeks? I have, yeah. I mean, you know, it's You're no, two-time champ. no big deal here, but... Um, you we'll had a great... Go back through the notes. You had a great idea next week for Avery, though. Yeah, we're not going to tell her. We're not going to tell her. Do you think she's listening? Sometimes I don't know when our people are listening. Because so she listens, I, a, I want, she I want listens to hide, a lot. Yeah, I want to hide that thought. because We'll know when. Hey, okay. we'll, get a, we'll get a buzz on okay. our phone. Like, what are you guys about to do? Yeah, like, what so bomb are you about to drop next we, week? We've got, a little, uh, we've got a little surprise for mm-hmm. Avery next week. But I we'll, think she's going to enjoy it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think it's a good idea. Um, that is the lineup for you here today. I did want to start with Creighton. Um, they kicked their season off last night. I thought you were about to say they kicked the living stew out of their opponent last night. They did. I don't know many people <laughs> that have stew inside of them, but if there was any inside the Rattlers, it would be out. Uh, the the Jays won 105-54. to 54. Is that a big gap? That's a big number. And it was, I mean, obviously it could have been worse because – I don't think a starter played after the 12-minute mark in the second half, somewhere around there. And so I looked at the, I looked at Jacob and Anna and Mike Sauter. All, we're all sitting up there together um, with a bunch of other media members, and I go, "Hey, we're, I think it was at the under 12 timeout. There was about like 11:40, 11:50 left in the game. I go, "Hey, we're not going to see like the real rotation for the rest of the game. I think they were at like 75 points." Yeah, I think they were higher. No, because they hit 75 at the 14-minute mark because we all laughed about it. Because they do the, 
Well, they do the Pizza Hut thing, yeah, or the, yeah, the Godfather's yeah. thing. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, free pizza. And it, we looked up, because it felt so early in the second and half. And it was. It, it was. was really early. <laughs> it, so I but we forget I, that the halftime score was, what, like 51 to 20? I think they were pushing 60 at halftime. I, I don't remember. But If if it would have been a year if it would have been a year ago, what would the score have been at the end of the game? Yeah, comparably compared last year's team to this year, would have been like in an eight. exhibition. Yeah, would have no, would have been like eighty to fifty three or I mean, eighty. This was a real game, not an exhibition. This would have been like eighty. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like an exhibition. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, I think it would be. I think it would have been pretty close, Shane. Pretty close, about yeah. the same. I I think you you would see last year's team in the nineties. Um, maybe yeah. So I mean, like, maybe at lowest high eighties. Like North Dakota last year was ninety six sixty one. Holy Cross was ninety four sixty five. You know they had a couple games like Riverside. I think they only scored eighty. But I mean, you're probably talking high eighties, low nineties still. Like it's not a ton different in terms of the final score. What was a ton different was the way it looked and felt. Mm-hmm. The ball movement. You were texting me during the game. The <laughs> ball movement from this team. It's just insane. It's on. It's what I. It's the thing that, like, growing up watching Creighton and some of the teams that I've liked the most from Creighton, it is the thing that they do the best when they are the most fun and watchable for me. Whether it was a few years ago in the in the COVID shortened season, or um, you want to go back to like some of the Doug McDermott teams had really high level passing, but the difference between some of the other really high quality passing teams from Creighton and what we have now is previous Creighton teams, the ability was lower. Like the overall, whether it's athletic ability, just overall ability was a little bit lower. Not so much on that 1920 team because that was an elite team. But even that team, you're running out a six foot seven guy at center, you know, in Christian Bishop, you're running out Denzel Mahoney is a small ball five at six foot five. And those lineups were incredible. That small ball lineup is mm-hmm. still one of my favorite lineups Creighton's ever trotted out there. But y- this is a different team in the sense that, yeah, you've got 6'11", or, I mean, yeah, you've got 7'1", Ryan Kalkbrenner. You've got, like, 6'10", 6'11", Frederick King. And if you want to go a small ball lineup, you throw out 6'10", Isaac Trout mm-hmm. at your center, which is just a whole – it's a totally different ballgame. Who ball looked impressive from not only his work on the inside but on the outside. It yeah. seemed like he didn't get um, turned off by the fact that he missed uh, his first shot. Uh, you know, sometimes, like, it's your first game and you're like, yeah, I really need that first one to fall to to really get that uh, that confidence boost going. And uh, he didn't seem phased by a miss. Ashworth, I can already tell, oh, is God. going to be one of my favorite players on this team, just the way that he moves on the court. And I offseason, I was saying this, right? All offseason, I was like, what really impresses me about him is he's not afraid to make the extra pass. He's just not. And there was a moment and he does it quickly in the first too. half. Yeah. Let's just say it was halfway through the first. I can't, I can't totally remember. But he gets the ball. Shot clock's winding down. There's like two or three seconds on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. And instead of forcing up a, a runner from the baseline, he kicks it out to Trey Alexander for a longer three, mm-hmm. and Alexander cashes it, who is, you know, it, it, Trey Alexander is set for a breakout year. He looks incredible. An NBA breakout year. Yeah, not looks, just a breakout year, an NBA yeah. breakout year. Not only can Trey Alexander fire away, not only can Stephen Ashworth both shoot the three, which we knew mm-hmm. right, based off his stats 
at Utah State last year and facilitate. Not only can Baylor Shireman get hot and stay hot and make the crazy shot, not only can Isaac Trout, you know, play that play that outside spot, which I think he played a little bit better than Mason Miller. Um, um, I don't you know. It's 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 tough to say. He's he's was more aggressive offensively than, than Mason Miller for sure. I thought that Mason Mason's really good on that starting group because he doesn't need the ball yet in, in terms of his development. You've got three guys in Ashworth, Alexander, and Shireman that are going to get the ball a ton. Kalkbrenner's obviously going to get the ball a ton as well. Although not He probably a, needs it more. Yes, yeah. and But I, I also think they're kind of like saving him a little but bit. But I also thought Florida A&M did a nice job on not uh, allowing him to roll off that screen to the basket, but it allowed for Alexander and Ashworth so that's, to get to the rack. That's going to be the Russian roulette you play with this team all year, right? You're either going to take everything away from Ryan Kalkbrenner or you're going to try and get out to shooters. You're not going to be able to do both effectively at the same time because – Kalkbrenner puts too much pressure on the rim, and he's too good, and the floor is too well spread out now. That's the biggest difference between this year and last year. I will say it's that and Ashworth not – they're not being really a ball-dominant guard on this team. Ashworth is going to handle the ball. Alexander is going to handle the ball. Shireman is going to handle the ball. It's not going to be one guy all the time handling the ball, and so you're going to have much more – a much more diverse attack in terms of how – the offense looks, but I think the early scouting report on Creighton is going going to be to take away Kalkbrenner. As teams realize what type of shooting this team is, as opposed to last year, I I think Kalkbrenner might eat a lot because teams are not going to want to continue to give up. I mean, if Ashworth continues to get the looks he's getting, he's going to shoot fifty percent from three this year. Like, I'm not – I don't even think I'm exaggerating. Like, I think that number's on the table. Yeah, the looks were wide open. I, when they play tougher competition and, and conference competition, that'll be different. It is, but, I mean, I'm, I'm even knocking him down because he was 5 for 7 last night, so I'm knocking him down a few percentage points. My point is, though, with Ashworth and, and really any of these guys is Ashworth doesn't really seem to take the heat checks that Baylor Shireman does, which brings Shireman's – uh, percentage down mm-hmm. a little bit. I love the heat checks, don't get me wrong. And I think they actually do offer something for Creighton because they put pressure on the defense in a different way. But Ashworth doesn't really take those, so they're not going to bring his percentage down. And I really think teams are going to be so focused on Trey Alexander. They're going to be so focused on Ryan Kalkbrenner. I think Ashworth is going to end up with maybe not as open as he was last night, but he's going to op- end up with wide open looks all year because you have to you have to pick who you're going to let beat you, quote-unquote. And I think between, if you're looking at Kalkbrenner, Alexander, Ashworth, Shireman, like, you're... It's a scary group. Yeah, you're probably... I mean, Ashworth is fourth on that list at best. And so him and Mason Miller are going to end up with wide-open looks, and Trout, when he's in there, are going to end up with wide-open looks all year. Those guys are going to have every opportunity to just shoot the lights out of the ball. Now, what makes this team really scary, and, there, and there's a couple of things. We, we alluded to it first, the selflessness of this mm-hmm. team. That is number one on my list on why this Creighton team will be scarier than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Point two... And you pointed this out, but I'm going to still stick on the lower end. They can show two lineups in a game. Mm-hmm. 
You technically added three because Shireman could play the point if you needed him to. I mostly meant not three full lineups, but three different primary ball Right. Games. Yeah, like yeah. three different looks. Yeah. And, th- and that's kind of what I mean by lineups, yeah. right? When I say the first lineup, you know Ashworth is your one. Mm-hmm. You know Alexander's your two. It's Shireman. It's Miller. It's Kalkbrenner. Or insert Trout at the four if you'd rather have that. And then in your second lineup, you know it's Trey. Mm-hmm. And then you mix in some of the other guys on like the bench. Farabello, right? Lawson, Dotzler, and Dotzler played really well. He I was did. impressed yeah. with him in his first uh, in his first uh, game of the year with with Creighton. Um, just the way that it doesn't look like he. It, it took him very long to translate high school to college. You know, it was weird because like against, to transition, yeah, rather it. it in the exhibition against Wayne State, when he got out there, his first like couple possessions, he looked really sped up. And then after that, he really seemed to feel like he got the pace of the game better. And as soon as he got in against Florida A&M, he seemed ready to go mm-hmm. and like he was pacing himself. Well, and you know, really sometimes well. as a freshman, you worry about should I be attacking? Should I be getting the yeah. ball to somebody else that ha- has done it before me or, or you know ha- has been here longer than me? You kind of have that uh, as a as a young player on this team, I got to make sure that my that my experienced guys get their looks, get their touches. But that's not how Dotzler plays. No, Dotzler plays not like a junior. Con- he did not seem concerned right? about not being about aggressive. anybody. Yeah, and you know what? It, just the way that um, he came off of screens, the way he was moving without the basketball, because mm-hmm. I I, pay, I paid close close attention to him because I wanted to see like okay, like are you just standing around? Like are you waiting for your look? No, like th- he was constantly he moving comfortable. on the floor, and yeah. uh, it won't be the. It won't be the only time. Well, a couple of years ago, won't be the only time that you see Dotzler's name uh, in the stat book because Josiah is is set to really be a huge part of this team in the future. Which is, it's kind of incredible because I think a couple things. When he got recruited, like when he got offered by Creighton and committed, a lot of people were just like, well, did he just get the offer because of his brother? Like, he was good in high school, and especially when the offer he came. He was really good in no, high school. I know, but especially when the offer came, which was before his senior year, if I'm remembering correctly, people are like, ah, oh, he's been pretty good, but, like, you know, they were kind of concerned about, like, overall size and, you know, what is he – is he really that level? Especially the way Creighton has kind of upgraded their recruiting. You look at their recruiting classes over the last handful of years, and, and people were kind of like, you know, is that – is that kind of just like a legacy offer? What's going on here? Because then it was kind of a weird class because it was going to be a small class anyway based on the way the, uh, the past classes had worked out. And so there was a lot of people that weren't really sure about him, especially people that hadn't seen him a ton in high school. And then when he came in to, to camp uh, to, to be enrolled and, and be in fall camp, you know, there was a lot of people that was like, well, he's got a red shirt. And, but you just kept hearing from the coaching staff. They're like, man, he looks pretty good. We like these things. He brings some stuff to the table. You know, we think we can, he can help us win. And then you, you kind of are like, okay, how much of that's coach talk? How much of that is, is real? And then you see in the exhibition and then uh, last night, you go, I, I think that, I mean, he was the first uh, or second guard off the bench. Farabello came off the bench first. And then it was Dotzler. He was ahead of Jonathan Lawson, who was a pretty highly touted recruit when he went to Memphis. Um, obviously, he's got the experience at Memphis, although he didn't play a ton there. Um, you know, and, and Lawson looks the part a lot mm-hmm. more than Dotzer does, right? He's six foot seven. He's, I mean, he's built like a, a twenty-one, you know, twenty-two-year-old. He's got kind of the physique that you'd be like, okay, that guy can play Big East basketball. 
and Dotsler's, I think, bigger than people give him credit for, but I think people are really surprised, not only that he played as well as he did last night, but he's, that he's not redshirting and that he legitimately, I think, is going to be an important part of this team this year. I'd be curious what the people think. 888-638-4876. What you thought of Creighton's opening performance? Give us a call on the Warhorse Casino phone line. But you're absolutely right. I mean, there's just there's so many pieces to this team, so many impressive pieces. Um, I, as I was watching last night, I'm like, who's the odd man out? And I don't know if there is an odd man out on this Creighton team. Like, yes, there's going to be guys that get majority of the minutes yeah. because they are – the guy on this team but coming off the bench that's kind of like who I am like paying close attention to and I'm like man I I think Farabello is somebody that like may lose minutes because of how well some of these young guys are playing and and throughout the season um, if Farabello isn't making shots like they brought him in to do uh, you may see the addition of Dotzler Moore or a and let's just say Miller's the slot in four, like he's starting. You may see more of of a um, of a trout look and go for bigger mm-hmm. than for smaller with Farabello out there. And that's not a knock on Francisco Farabello. Like I, he's a great player. He I think he moves the ball really well. Yeah. And defensively, he's really strong too. And so I. But the, but the point is, I'm, I, it's hard for me to even like point out somebody that may get left out because it seems like everybody does their job in such a unique way that Coach McDermott can just throw anybody out there and be like, yeah, we'll find success in this <laughs> regard or that regard. Coming up next, we've got more Herd at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.